Today's episode is brought to you by Get Your Guide. Want to make your next trip unforgettable? There's an easy way to do that. Book a Get Your Guide travel experience. Whether you're into food, nature, culture, sports, immerse yourself in the things that you love on your next vacation. For example, you could check out the Sherlock Holmes tour in London. You could take a pasta making class in Rome, experience the San Diego whale and dolphin watching cruise, or go whitewater rafting in the Grand Canyon. They've got a night helicopter flight over Las Vegas, a New York City street art and graffiti tour. They've even got a Chicago river cruise and architecture tour. Uh, I have to stress that my family went on one of these uh, architecture boat tours of Chicago, and it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, So, I mean, this is the kind of thing that you want to turn to get your guide for. Whatever you're into, you'll find an experience you love. Discover and book your next unforgettable travel experience at GetYourGuide.com. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Today's episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor, featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie Douglas. Julie, tell me this. Have you ever just hulked out? Something will provoke you and you just find you over like a rage and you're suddenly able to tap previously inaccessible reserves Mm -hmm. of strength in order to demolish things. Yeah, I was so hungry one time. I was hangry. Oh, the hanger. And there was this jar of pasta sauce and Mm -hmm. I just... And I popped it open like that. Is wow. that what you're talking about? More or less, you know, hulking out. Like, uh, it tends to, of course, imply, A, you've got the Incredible Hulk, Bruce, mm-hmm. Bruce Banner, uh, due to... Yeah, my uh, shirt tore and everything. Yeah. I yeah. turned green. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Was that after you ate the sauce? That's why it was so easy to open. Yeah, it was the, expired. I <laughs> know, uh, but of course, the Incredible Hulk, uh, comic book character, due to radiation, he gets angry. Mm-hmm. He mutates uh, into this ginormous green muscle man. Yes. Who uh, just goes on a rampage and destroys right, stuff. and and he's usually angry or stressed. Or, I mean, he's he's in an agitated state. Right, right. And then of course there's Hulk Hogan, uh, who also 
Hulk's out. Are you familiar with this? Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah, so, so you've seen Hulk Hogan match? I have, yeah. How? I mean, on the, I'm curious. On the TV? Yeah, well, I know I you turned it on, on once, and I admired his his wonderful mustache. Okay. And how could I not sit there and uh, be riveted by his blonde uh, sheen of hair? Well, the man was and, a and consummate pecs. performer. It's true. Yeah. But he would do this thing where he would get beat down mm-hmm. uh, at, at, at last by the bad guy, by the enemy, by the heel. And then he starts hulking out. He's, he starts getting up like he's he's... Shakes his arms. There's a lot of shaking of the body. Yeah. Uh, but the, but what is implied is that he has been beaten down to the point where uh, the rage is building and he's hulking out. The his superhuman strength is kicking in. Yeah. 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 And, and that's ju- what we're talking about. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not Hulk Hogan, of course, but we're talking more like a, I don't know, hundred pound moms who are lifting thirty five hundred pound cars off of their kid who's pinned underneath. Yes, that's so, a, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we've seen this motif pop up in any number of things where it's the idea that the average person, you don't have to be Hulk Hogan or Bruce Banner, but the average person can somehow tap into the strength and and suddenly summon inhuman strength to right. save somebody or to get out of some sort of uh, um, bad situation. Yeah, and it's it's an intriguing idea because I know we've talked about um, this idea before about how we only use 10% of our brain, which we right. know is a myth, right? Mm-hmm. But it's sort of similar, like, oh, well, we only use perhaps 25% of our muscle fibers and that there's a superhuman strength available to us. And yeah. that's sort of right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, under the right circumstances, this could be a, a, a possible condition. Now, of course, medical science doesn't actually recognize something called hysterical strength, which is what we're talking right, because about. Right. For, I mean, for one thing, how do you study it? Um, yeah. Do you you'd be like, all right, we need, um, you know, 18 moms and their beloved children to uh, participate <laughs> in a study. Um, just warning, fair warning, we may have to stick your toddler under a, a Buick. You know, yeah. you, you, yeah. you, you're not going to fall that. down on, on the kid. Yeah. Um, you will sign right here, right? To yeah, participate that's, in the that's, study. That's not going to fly in, yes. in most studies. So it's difficult to, to, to study. And, uh, but we do know some, I mean, we know a lot about how the human body works. So, mm-hmm. uh, we are able to, to say, yeah, some version of this exists. And, uh, adrenaline is the key player. Right. And we've, again, this has been observed over and over again. Right. And, and you, you know, we've got anecdotal evidence of it. Yeah, I've got a few here. Uh, yeah. 1982, Lawrenceville, Georgia. Uh, right, right around up, the corner. Yeah, right around the corner. Angela Cavallo lifted a 1964 Chevrolet Impala from her son, Tony, after it fell off the jacks and uh, that it held it up while he worked underneath the car. She lifted the car high enough and long enough for two neighbors to replace the jacks uh, and pull Tony from beneath the car. But she didn't actually hold it up long enough for them to finish working on it. I know. Yeah. Lame. Yeah. Here's another. In 2006, Tucson, Arizona, Tim Boyle watched as a Chevrolet Camaro hit an 18-year-old uh, by the name of Kyle. The car pinned Kyle to the ground. He's still alive right underneath it. So uh, Boyle runs out to the scene of the accident and lifts the car up while the driver of the car pulled, pulled the kid to safety. So, mm-hmm. again, a situation where a car's pinning somebody, somebody sees it happen, runs out, hulks out. Yeah, you don't have to be a mom. You can be a concerned citizen, yeah, which, which yeah. I kind of like because, you know, we, we recently did the podcast about how people behave in crowds. And yes. so I feel like this is a nice little panacea to like, well, okay, people can be jerks sometimes, but they can also be um, terribly great. And there are some, uh, there are also some phenomenal videos of pe- of multiple people coming to the rescue of, uh, of individuals that are trapped in or under vehicles. Uh, there's uh, one recent one that was you know, a huge success on YouTube where it's like an entire town coming out to help mm-hmm. somebody that's pinned. Um, and, and that also is a nice counterweight to the uh, 
crowd apathy we were talking about before. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about why this could happen. What, you know, again, medical science doesn't necessarily recognize yes. it. That we don't, we can't really study it, but we know in theory that it's very possible and uh, adrenaline has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Basically, all you have to, uh, one thing you have to do is just think about like the last time you were afraid or stressed mm-hmm. and think about how your body felt. All right. Yeah. Because generally what we're talking about here is adrenaline's effect on the body, all part of the flight or fight situation where there's some sort of danger. So you need to be able to run towards it and put or it or run that, away from it, or run away from it. Mm-hmm. And adrenaline puts your body through a number of changes to facilitate either of those. Yeah. Because you're going to want to run fast or you're going to you're going to want to be able to hit hard. Yeah. And let's talk about the nuts and bolts about this. OK. Yeah. Um. Basically, you've got stressors engaging the hypothalamus. Right. This is the region of the brain that's responsible for maintaining the balance between stress and relaxation. Right. It's the homeostasis part, right? It keeps everything nice and calm unless it needs to to hulk out. Um, And that, so when you are hulking out, that that, uh, hypothalamus then says to your adrenal glands, hey, you need to go ahead and uh, tell the sympathetic nervous system that you've just hit DEFCON 4. Yeah. You know, and... Adrenaline and noradrenaline are then released, and they just completely flood your body. So the uh, the heart rate rises, increase in respiration, dilation of the pupils, digestion slows down, and then the most important part, it allows your muscles to contract yeah, more than normal. This, this is, if we could, you know, underline with our voices, this is the most important part, yes. that muscles contracting, right? Yeah, think of it, it's kind of like the government of your nervous system is temporarily giving increased power. To the muscles. It's, it's like putting your body under martial law and saying, all right, right. Uh, armed forces of the muscles. Normally, you don't have this much power, but but since we're in a pretty dire situation, I'm au- temporarily authorizing you the use of additional force. That's right. Which I am. I'm hoping you will use to run away from the enemy or leg drop it. Right. We're taking resources away from digestion and mm-hmm. giving them to you muscle fibers. Right. You lucky ducks. Um, so, yeah, the adrenaline just completely acts on the muscles. It allows them to contract more. And then when the body is in a calm, um, allowing them to contract more than if the body is in a calm or neutral state. Right. And um, it allows for blood to flow more easily mm-hmm. to your muscles and more oxygen is carried to your muscles. So that results in a muscle activation at a much higher level. Right. And you're also converting glycogen uh, into glucose, which gives muscles a sudden burst of energy. And again, this is what is happening when you're lifting a really heavy object or you're running for your life or uh, you're running to something or if if uh, hope this doesn't happen, you're electrocuted. Yeah. Now, this this is really mind blowing here as an example of, of how we, we think this works with uh, with the hulking out. You could, in theory, hulk out if a, if a live wire were struck were stuck to your body. Or if you yeah. were struck by lightning, which explains why Hulk Hogan, when he's hulking out, does kind of look like he's being shocked. Uh, by an, uh, he does kind of look like Tesla, like undergoing the, yeah. <laughs> the um, currents. Yes, I mean anyone who's ever touched a live electrical connection on on accident, of course, knows that it's quite possible to to be blown clear across the room. Yeah, and I cannot stress how. Uh, little we want you to try this at home. Do not yeah, touch a live yeah. wire just to uh, experience uh, muscle contraction. And, and we'll talk about why you would never want to do that in a moment. Um, because sometimes, I mean, the best case scenario is that you get blown across the room, right? Yeah. You survive that. And the reason that you're blown across the room isn't because the electrical current pushed you. The force is actually coming from your own muscles. Yeah. And that's, that's just crazy to think about because we've seen, this is one of those things that like hulking out just shows up again and again and TV shows, movies, and, and it's 
And it's generally, um, you know, done with like a, they do the effect by attaching a wire to somebody's back and mm-hmm. then jerking them back. Mm-hmm. And so it creates this, uh, this, this idea that, that the blast of the, the shock or something, you know, it's like right. being thrown away from an explosion or something. But it's really a situation where, uh, your, your limbs just suddenly just spasm out with this, uh, strength and you, it's kind of like a cat being startled and leaping off its feet. Yeah. Except instead of just, Going up into the air, you're across the room and through the coffee table. And think of it this way, too. It's, it's the same extreme stress, right? Like your body's just getting it instantaneously, just like it would in another instance. But, mm-hmm. you know, you just don't normally put the two together. Electrical current and child trapped under car. It's the same. Your body is undergoing the same response. And this is from a New Scientist article. It says the electric current typically flows into one arm through the abdomen and out one or both legs, which can cause most of the muscles in the body con- to contract at once. The results are unpredictable, but given the strength of the leg and back muscles, um, this can often send the victims flying across the room with no voluntary action on their part. Combined with the unexpected shock of an electrocution, this feels as if you are flung rather than uh, flinging yourself. Wow. Now, imagine that we could manipulate this and we took all our NBA NBA players and uh, had like uh, some sort of uh, electrical device implanted yeah, in yeah. them so that at just the right time when they're about to uh, go uh, put a layup, I don't know what the term that sounds, I, I'll go um, with that. You know, when they're about to score a basketball goal on the basketball hole, um, they, uh, <laughs> basketball hole. they, um, uh, yeah, they the just, fishnet yeah, on, yeah. on the, um, circle. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, you know, the basketball player will hit a button on his, uh, wrist and uh-huh. then wham, he starts flying through the air and just massive slam dunk. I'm just saying that maybe we'll get there with science. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or we could harness the power of, of lightning. Yes. And, you know, just make them play in uh, play metal outside. shoes. <laughs> yeah. So you just have to have random bursts of incredible strength throughout the yeah. game. Yeah. Okay. Can you imagine that Michael Jordan, like, lightning, like, just flying through the air and dunking? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big basketball person, but that is exciting. Yeah. More Although li- I wouldn't want any harm to come to him. More lightning and super strength in my team sports, please. Yes. Yeah. Then I'll watch. So, yeah, being thrown across the room can save your life, you, you know, by breaking the uh, electrical contact that you are holding on to. Right. So this is actually a good thing. But there are other cases, particularly where the source of the current is something um, that the person is holding. The victim's arms and hand muscles may actually lock onto it. Oh, yeah. yeah and this is where it gets deadly. Um, they're unable to let go. And if nobody intervenes or nothing else intervenes, then they could die through heart uh, uh, fibrillation or electrocution. Yeah, this is where we get the whole idea of like if somebody's being shocked, uh, you're supposed to hit them away from it with a broom handle or something. I've never heard that, yeah. but it's good to know. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I, I can't remember the origin of that. Maybe it's a story from like my family's history, like somebody was being shocked and somebody had to hit it's him like with a broom handle. 1864. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What is, but, you know, it's the Grandma idea that, that sometimes an individual is shocked and they don't fly away. They're stuck there. Yeah. just getting more and more electrocuted, more and more power uh, coursing through their body. And the only way to get them off is to knock them away. Yeah. With something that is not going to conduct electricity. Yeah, because again, remember they, this is a massive skeletal muscle contraction. Right. And yeah, they're they're not going to be able to, you know, let go of this themselves. So that's good to know. Yeah. In case uh, I will always have a broom nearby in my house. Oh, well, that's because you're a witch too. Shh. Yeah. More more on that in a future episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Halloween's coming up. We can talk about that more later. Um. But I did want to mention that that I'm sure a lot of people, you know, everybody actually has had some sort of um, dalliance with adrenaline, right? I mean, whether it's, you know, that you picked up a 3,500-pound car or you just felt fearful 
Uh, you heard something in the middle of the night and, you know, you just, your, your body's just flooded with energy. Uh-huh. Or even something like a, an EpiPen for people who have allergies. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, exactly. Or albuterol, the inhaler. Mm-hmm. It's like you get that feeling like you just run a marathon. Also, um, if you ever go to Thailand, a Thai Red Bull kind of feels like this. This is good to know, really. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's different than normal. I don't know the exact. Do you think components. this is like back in the day when uh, Coca Cola actually contained cocaine? That this Red Bull, this Thai Red Bull, has some sort of like uh, well, crystalline. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't. In it? I don't know if it actually contains, um, you know, anything nefarious, but it is. Uh, it's like sweeter tasting. Definitely like blows you up in terms of energy. Mm-hmm. And it also comes in like a little bottle that looks kind of like a medicine bottle. Wow. This is just yeah. <laughs> getting odder and odder. And it's Red Bull? Yeah, it's Red Bull. It's okay. branded Red Bull. Or at least okay. the bottle I, I purchased from a street vendor had Red Bull on the side of it. So Now I know what you did the entire time you were in Thailand. Oh, I, I only had the one. But I, ever since, I've kind of I've, every now and then I'll be like, I could order some Thai Red Bull online. That's, somebody's got to be selling it on eBay. but. Mm. If you've ever been, if anyone listening to this has ever been to Thailand and, and, uh, or lives in Thailand and, uh, and has access to Thai Red Bull, I'm, I'm not asking you to send it to me, but, uh, do, yeah, do yeah. send us, uh, I would be very curious to see if everybody else has had the same experience. Or, if it is yeah. actually a different, uh, different kind of, uh, chemical thing going on. And just on. out of nowhere, like, you know, months later thinking, oh, I should really get some of this online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm just curious because it's possible I had an isolated incident where I'm just kind of like, oh wow, this is amazing. It's all in my head. But uh, anyway, I'm digressing away from our hulking here. Yeah, yeah. Actually, right after this break, we are going to talk more about adrenaline and what it has to do with cherry trees in Washington D.C. This podcast is brought to you by Intel, the sponsors of Tomorrow, and the Discovery Channel. At Intel, we believe curiosity is the spark which drives innovation. Join us at curiosity.com and explore the answers to life's questions. All right, and we're back. And before we get back, I I do want to mention that uh, the hulking out that is uh, experienced by um, wrestlers like Hulk Hogan in the United States Mm -hmm. uh, in in Japanese pro wrestling, uh, they have a very similar thing where it's like the individual summons their fighting spirit. And I think it's tied very much uh, in with like, uh, you know, old Bushido code stuff. But it's a very similar situation where the individual's been beaten down, he's taken damage, and suddenly mm-hmm. he's able to tap into this warrior spirit and fight back. So I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure that Hulk Hogan was uh, legitimately hulking out too, right? Like it wasn't just a show. Like, well, the, fa- the warrior spirit was shining through. Fake it till you make it, right? Yeah. There you go. But speaking of, uh, of the Japanese, um, mm. Uh, an, an individual of Japanese descent uh, actually plays the crucial role in the isolation of adrenaline. Yeah, Jokichi Takamine, uh, he's a Japanese chemist who was actually in the United States. And, well, I, I believe he was between um, Japan and the United States at the time mm-hmm. that he was looking into this. He actually brought it to the market, as you say. He isolated adrenaline. And this was the first hormone to be obtained in pure form and called, quote, the blood pressure raising principle of the super renal glands. You may know it as U.S. Patent 525-823. Yes. And we're talking 1901. Yeah. In case anybody's uh, interested in that. Uh, but before then, 1895, George Oliver and Edward Schaefer had discovered that when the secretions of adrenal glands were extracted and injected into an experimental animal, they could raise blood pressure. And a lot of people took interest from that. Uh, Takamini actually visited their lab at uh, Johns Hopkins, and he was welcome there. And he was shown the uh, full scientific cur- uh, courtesy of you know how they did it. Um, 
and then he took that knowledge with him and back to his own lab and crystallized the hormone and then filed a patent. He was incredibly savvy and he had studied patent law. And some people would accuse him of sort of taking that, um, the technology and, 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 um, being a bit of a scoundrel. But uh-huh. the fact of the matter is, is that he actually was taking it to another level and he did have the smarts, the patent law smarts. So how was it used back in the day? Uh, physicians carried it in their bags and it's said that Gene Tunney, the champion boxer, always kept some on hand when he went into the ring. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't just, uh, our, our current day, uh, sports stars uh, trying to bulk themselves up or hulk themselves up. Now, I also know there is a, there is an adrenaline concoction that's used um, uh, when the, you know, when, when they're doing the whole uh, cut me thing with the boxer, you know, and they're, they're like touching up their face. They're something. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking Rocky right now. I, yeah, I yeah, know yeah, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. One of the things they, they smear on their face is uh, like, an, is uh, some, is um, some sort of like adrenaline. a topical. Yeah. A topical thing to cut down on bleeding. Huh. Okay. But, but yeah, not the kind so of thing. It just makes that part of their face hulk out. It's yeah, like yeah, I guess. Square um, I, yeah. inch. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, it, it's not not the kind of reaction we're talking about here. It's no, like no, of, yeah, 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 yeah. But the drug transformed surgery at that time, uh, where it was usually used to control hemorrhage, as you just mm-hmm. pointed out, um, it also found uses in cardiology and the treatment of asthma and other allergies. And of course, it was the wonder drug touted uh, to help everything, although it could not. But it was um, prescribed for conditions like deafness um, and Addison's disease, which it actually uh-huh. didn't do anything. In the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, uh, some kids inject it uh, to stay awake so that Freddy doesn't get them. Well, it seems like that would just go terribly awry. Well, I think it, it well, it did. Yeah. That yeah. didn't really work out for everybody. Yeah. Because now, now you're, you're all pumped up on adrenaline and Freddy's coming after you. So you're like, your heart's got to be bursting. Yeah. But the thing is, he comes for you in your dreams. So it's like they're keeping from. from yeah. But somehow sleep. I'm going to guess they still fell asleep, even though they were pumped yeah, up with yeah. adrenaline. Yeah. Those right. Kids. I haven't you know, seen it. Yeah. But... That's how those kids go. Yeah. 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 It's just uh, that's how the cookie crumbles. Um, so cherry trees. Yeah. What does adrenaline have to do with cherry trees? Exactly. Tacamine just he did uh, great with this drug. Right. He mm-hmm. just got all sorts of riches and jewels from it. And he used the royalties from it uh, to. Uh, create, I think, like three new companies. And he got very interested in Japanese-American relations. Right, yeah. So so as a token of goodwill mm-hmm. uh, from the Japanese people uh, to the United States, yeah. cherry trees. Yeah. First Lady Helen Heron Taft was working to beautify the tidal basin around the Potomac River in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and he gave them 2,000 cherry trees, <laughs> So, which I thought was fascinating because yeah. you don't – I mean, you know of D.C. as, you know, cherry tree blossoms – uh, that's one of the defining things, physical features of Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but there you go. It's, it all has its ties back to adrenaline. Huh. Fascinating. Now, now, do these trees hulk out? <laughs> I don't know. I, I doubt it. Not uh, I'm not going to hazard a guess. Yeah. All right. So we mentioned uh, before the hypothalamus is the region of the brain that's responsible for maintaining the balance between stress and relaxation, between mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan and like the dude, between between <laughs> dude. Being, being chill and being uh, out of control. Uh-huh. Um, and of course, you know, it's it's kind of like the yoga of the brain. It's all about like maintaining that balance mm-hmm. because it's in, in the, the you know, extremes are, are bad. You don't want to be chilled out all the time because you're going to forget to eat or, you know, or something. I don't know. It's, right. You're just going to. You're not going to get anything done. Or, and if you're agitated all the time, um, you're, you may die. Well, we talked about this before, uh, particularly with nightmares, right? Right. Um, when we talked about the ocean, the refugees 
mm-hmm. who I think within like a four year span of uh, 18 of them had died in their sleep. They had sudden death. Right. And the reason for this we know or part, part of the reason is that they're under a great stress at that time. Yeah, they right? were uh, they were escaping some just really brutal conditions in their uh, home country. Right. And uh, and yeah, so they're under a lot of stress and a lot of stress. Uh, like we're saying, produces adrenaline, Mm -hmm. and uh, this can have a rather detrimental effect on your health. That's right. Adrenaline is toxic in large amounts. It damages the visceral internal organs, such as the heart, lungs, liver, and kidneys. And it's believed that, as as we talked about, that almost all sudden deaths are caused by damage to the heart. Um, There's almost no other organ that would fail so fast as to cause sudden death. Kidney failure, liver failure, those things don't kill you suddenly. Right. Right. Um, adrenaline from the nervous system lands on receptors of cardiac mysocytes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And those are the heart muscle cells. And this causes calcium channels in the membranes of those cells to open, making the heart muscles contract. And if it's a massive, overwhelming storm of adrenaline, calcium keeps pouring into the cells and then your muscles just can't relax. This is why we go into cardiac arrest, right? So. It's really interesting. Uh, neurologist Martin A. Samuel says that it's not just fear that can cause this. According to him, any strong positive or negative emotions such as happiness or sadness could also cause it. And he says there are people who have died in intercourse or in religious passion. And there's one case of a golfer who hit a hole in one, turned to his partner and said, I can die now, and then dropped dead. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, that seems a little dubious to me. Um, but he said a study in Germany found an increase in sudden cardiac deaths on the days that the German soccer teams were playing in the World Cup. Oh, I remember uh, that study. Yeah. 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 Because um, they, they're, they're, the idea is that these individuals are kind of on the edge anyway. Throw a really exciting soccer game at them and that's all she wrote. Boom. Yeah. Right. So it's not just fear. Sometimes it just, well, you know, I guess it could be fear, I suppose, if you're a fan and you're, you're frightened that your team might not, you know, pull through. And yeah. If you have, if there's someone in your life who's a sports fan who has a delicate heart, try and get them to support teams that, that, uh, pretty much consistently suck. Because this is going to be less uh, likelihood of their team killing them. Yeah, lower the bar there for them. Yeah. Do them a favor. Uh, but yeah, I mean, prolonged uh, state of stress can lead to complications. And it doesn't, you don't have to be like a, a raving sports fan. It can just be that you have workplace stress and you have mm-hmm. it uh, for a long period of time. Uh, your body is in constant go mode and it's misinterpreting what's a threat and what's not, right? False right. threats. As a result, your immune system suffers and your cortisol levels can shoot up. And as we know, cortisol levels are really important in regulating our sleep too. So if your levels are, are, are nuts at night, then you're probably not getting the kind of sleep you need. So it's, uh, unfortunately, it's just kind of, um, sort of a vortex that you fall, fall into, right? Right. A sleep vortex or no, a, an awakeness vortex. And then, an anxiety vortex? I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is that adrenaline is a precious commodity that's really powerful. Uh, and your nervous system tries to use good judgment about when and how it is used. That's right. Yeah. And that if you beat Hulk Hogan down enough, he is going to Hulk out and uh, probably defeat you. And don't make Bruce Banner angry. I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't like him. <laughs> He's angry. Um, nice. But let, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, reach into the basket of listener mail here. Uh, we have a few here uh, to 
to read. We continue to hear a lot uh, from listeners about our misophonia and pet peeves uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, dealt with uh, sounds that drive people crazy, um, other little perks that annoy them. Uh, we uh, heard from a listener by the name of Hunter. Hunter says, I listened to your misophonia podcast and I wanted to tell you this. My misophonia is the sound of a wooden pencil writing on paper. I use a m- mechanical pencils due to this. I'm a big fan of the show and uh, would love it if one of you great podcasters would email me back. Smiley face. Um, and you did email I did. Hunter back. Um, and did, am I correct on this? You share this with Hunter? You you don't like the sound of a pencil on paper? Oh, no, no. Actually, that I... Um, I- what I was saying to Hunter is that that we've got a couple of emails from people who have a pencil paper issue. Really? Um, similar, like, so, but but interestingly enough, some people can't stand the sound of the mechanical pencil because it's the metal hitting the paper. See, there's no, there just shows you can't please everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we had another person too who was like, I, I can't stand the mechanical, so I went to the wooden. So it's really interesting to see that there's there's somewhat of a pattern here emerging. I'm still kind of thrown by the socks, though. The socks one, yeah, the, the um, listener who was irritated by the sound of socks on carpet. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, just for the sake of fun, um, socks on hardwood is the best. Because you get a running start, and then you put it on the brakes, and you can you can go like the Can I tell rest. you that I do that at least once a week? Oh, that's awesome. It's a great joy of mine. It's why I look forward to uh, winter yoga, because I can come to the yoga room with my socks on. You skid right in, like yeah. like, like uh, Tom Cruise in uh, Risky Business? Yeah, except with pants. Yeah. But, uh, good. Very good. That was a test. Let's see. We also heard from Jeremy. Jeremy writes in, and he uh, was uh, uh, talking about, uh, first of all, the Lewis Black quote that I alluded to mm-hmm. about, uh, in our Pet Peeves episode, talking about the annoyance of hearing like half a conversation. And... Uh, he straightens out and says that the quote was, I never would have gotten into college if it weren't for my horse. And then he goes on to say, I, I can attest to the whining child. I have a 2.5-year-old, and he's getting into the defiant stage. We're choosing not to call it the terrible twos, where he loves to whine. The worst part about it is knowing that it's not even real. The whining that I've encountered is 100% fake. I'll catch him off guard at times when he's distracted by something bright and shiny, and he stops, <laughs> realizes that he did stop, and goes right back into whining mode. Fortunately, I have a terrible listing problem, and I'm able to drown it out with little problems. Uh, keep up the fun podcast. Yeah, I have to say, my I have a two and a half year old too. Same thing. Yeah, she fakes constant it. whining. Yeah, but she starts laughing because she, I think, like some hysterically because she's like, ah ha ha. Well, kind of. I don't know what she's doing there, but uh, but sometimes I think she knows that she's such a faker that she starts laughing because she's not really pulling it off. And we have one more uh, email here from Mike. Uh, Mike writes in and says, I just got uh, finished listening to your Decision Fatigue podcast, and I have an interesting story related to this as you uh, uh, that you brought up. I just got married on 9, 10, 11. Congratulations. Uh, and was very aware that the week uh, leading up to my wedding, I was doing a very poor job at work and was forgetting all sorts of things at home. I've been back uh, to work a week now and have found things are slowly getting better. Also noted that doing our registry was a very stressful time. At some point in this time, I zoned out and started scanning random things around the store. <laughs> and this is, of course, uh, yeah. referring to the, the fact that they give you a scanner these days mm-hmm. at a lot of these stores. And they're like, here, take this, scan the items that... Uh, that you would like to put on your registry. And as we discussed in the podcast, picking out things for your registry is just one decision after another. And after a while, it adds up and your your brain is just white Overloaded. for the day. Yeah. yeah. And so, so I, I love this example because it's like you're, you're, you're making careful choices early on. And by the end of the process, you're just like scanning random objects just to be done with it. 
which is a great example of really how decision fatigue works. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem, as we discussed in that podcast, being that instead of it just being a situation where your later decisions are just uh, the scanning of random objects, mm-hmm. you end up dealing with bigger decisions and, and more weighty decisions with that kind of uh, apathy. Right, like you wouldn't want to make have to make a really important decision later on in that day if you had to register. Right. That morning. Yes. It would be awful. Whatever choice you made would be wrong. Yeah. Probably. So there you have it. If you have uh, some interesting factoids to share with us, uh, there are multiple ways to get in touch with us, two of which are Facebook and Twitter, which are two new uh, social media sites that people are really getting into. I think I they're, they're going to take off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on both of those as Blow the Mind. That's one word, Blow the Mind. And uh, I think there's another way to get in. Oh, yeah. If you're feeling old-fashioned, you yeah. can always drop us a line at blueofthemind at howstuffworks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.